This is The Ghost Light, the weekly interview podcast that shines the spotlight on theater performers that don't normally see it. everyone. Thanks for listening to the ninth episode of The Ghost Light. We recently passed the 1k mark for downloads, and that's great to see. I hope you'll consider sharing this with your friends and fellow theater heads so that we can keep those numbers up. In addition to that, a review and subscription on the podcasting service you use will expose this podcast to more listeners so that I can keep bringing new and interesting people on. All right, enough advertising. This week, I had a great conversation with my friend from college, Jackie Ray. She's an extremely talented musical theater actress, so it was great to see her land something like this out of school. I learned a lot, and I hope you will too. Jackie. Hey. Hey, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for agreeing to do this. It means a lot to me. Oh my gosh. Of course. Of course. I'm so honored that you you reached out. I appreciate it so much. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Where where are you at right now? (laughs) Alaska. (laughs) Oh, really? I am literally... I am in Alaska, yes, um, working for Disney Cruise Lines, and we're doing an Alaskan itinerary for the next three months. Okay. <laughs> so I am, I am about to port in the well-known town of Ketchikan, Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that was sarcasm. Oh, so much sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alaska, Alaska is so beautiful. Um, but it's definitely a place that you want to see for a week, like the guests on the cruise ships are doing, yeah. not like for three months. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's all good. It's so beautiful. It's just rainy and cold. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you're making the most of it based on your Facebook posts. So that's good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, trying to, absolutely. <laughs> of course. So this is what I know about Jackie Ray. Uh, you were born in Athens, Georgia, I believe. And you went to. I was not actually. You, you were not. Were you? I'm from. You're I'm from, from Athens, Georgia. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I'm starting off on a terrible. Do you want to? No, no. Do you want to know a trippy story? Sure. <laughs> I was born. I was born in Fort Worth, Texas. Were you really? Because my dad, I was. My <laughs> life is a full funny circle. Yeah. My dad was a college football coach for a very long time, mm-hmm. and he was coaching at TCU. When wow. I was born. That is yeah, a, a mind-blowing so, fact that I did not know. Yes. Yeah, so, so just quick edit. Fort Worth, mm-hmm. Texas. <laughs> but you're born in Fort Worth, Texas, but you were raised in Athens, mm-hmm. Georgia. Yes, that okay. is correct. Yeah. And then you came back to uh, TCU and you got a BFA in musical theater. 
And then now, I did. as you said, you're on the Disney Cruise Lines. And I think, are are you Ariel? <laughs> I can't remember that in one of the shows. Oh, I am. I am. I am friends with oh, Ariel. Friends <laughs> with Ariel. You know, you, you know, there's only one Ariel, and I simply am not her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I am. I do hang out with Ariel quite a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good. And then there are two other shows yeah. as well, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I do. I I am friends with Ariel. And then I am involved with Frozen, the musical, mm-hmm. um, where I am everyone's favorite troll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I'm I'm just I'm I'm in the dance ensemble. And then um, there is a show called The Golden Mickey's, mm-hmm. and I'm this crazy stage manager that gets pushed on stage because the host gets hurt and then she has to um use that disney magic and the disney characters tell her that she can do it (laughs) and then at the end of the show she realizes she has confidence and has a big old power ballad all right very very disney (laughs) that's um those are the disney magic shows that are happening right now (laughs) great so as evidenced by your fun fact i have a lot to learn so would you mind just starting uh how you got into the theater uh your background and why you stuck with it to where you're at now oh yeah absolutely um so i i will always credit her to this and she'll she'll have it no other way. <laughs> but um, my sister is the one that actually introduced me um, to the theater. I remember growing up, like when I was really little, I always loved um, movies that were musicals or and I was always singing. And I, I mean, Mary Poppins was it for me. I thought it was the best movie ever when I was little. And I just wanted to be a dancing penguin with Bert. And um, like my, my grandparents had records and we would, we would always just kind of dance around and sing with them. But it was, it was always something that I never thought about when I was really young. Cause I was really shy. I was like deathly not wanting to do anything in front of anyone except for the comfort of my own room. But it wasn't until I saw, um, it was when we were in, in Athens and um, my sister, I was playing soccer or doing something crazy and my sister was in first grade and she was dancing at a local dance studio and I went with my parents to go see their dance recital her dance recital and I had to be fourth grade and I just remember watching the dance recital at at, I mean I don't even know how old you are in fourth grade but fourth grade and just knowing in like my like my literal bones that that is what I'm supposed to be doing. And how do I, how do I do that? And just watching, um, watching like the older girls, like in, in high school do all of the amazing, like technical dancing and all this stuff. And I was just like, Oh, I'm sold. And the see and, and the, the dance company or the dance studio that my sister was dancing at was also attacked to um like it also had a theater like a joint theater um it's a, it was a husband and wife pair that runs the theater and um they're very well versed in both arenas of theater and dance and so they they always did shows so then all of a sudden I was watching musicals and because my sister was doing them so she did like Wizard of Oz and Cinderella and all this stuff and like watching the dance recital I was like I have to do this but I was so scared I just didn't I just didn't I knew I wanted to but I was always battling in like elementary school I was always battling this like weird thing of 
of getting over, you know, being stage fright and being thinking that it was possible for me because I was always like, oh, that's my sister's thing that that won't be my thing. Um, but so, you know, the years kept going and I kept doing weird things like getting a black belt in Taekwondo <laughs> and literally like, like doing cheerleading and trying to like do all these things to like fill the void of what I knew I wanted to be doing. Even at so young, it's so crazy. And, um, finally I, cause I'm, I'm, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to the theater, but I think that's why, I think that's why I love it so much. Um, cause like I chose, I chose to do this and my parents didn't force me to do this I came to them and was like okay like I'm ready to do whatever it takes because I love this um but it wasn't until middle school where I was cheerleading and I liked it but I didn't love it and um I I finally just like took a deep breath and was like I know I'm a little old but like I want to start dancing so um so I auditioned for the dance studio that my sister was dancing at and um they put me in cuz they're they're they were a competition dance studio and you know they they were like you're a little old but we're going to we're going to get you into a lot of privates like over the summer and then we'll we're going to throw you into a dance company and you're just going to go and I did it and I just remember from probably middle of middle school to about middle of high school, I was just working to the bone, just trying to catch up with the girls that were my grade because I had never danced before. And, and within that time, I did my first musical. I did my first musical. I did a high school musical when I was in eighth grade and I was definitely a brainiac, if you were wondering. <laughs> and one of um Gabri one of Gabriella's little posse. <laughs> um, but um that was that was my first musical and it just kind of took off from there. I just dropped everything, I dropped the cheerleading, I dropped everything, and my parents so graciously decided to put two two daughters through the rigors and expenses of competition dance life. And that was, that was my life in high school. It was pretty much go to school. And then I was at dance every night, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. And I did all of the shows at my high school and I did all of the shows um, at the theater that was connected to my dance studio. And it was just such good. I'm obviously it wasn't anything like an equity house or anything, but it was just, it was so good. It was so, it was such a good youth theater. And I credit, I credit them for a lot of who I am now. Um, as a performer, they taught me a lot about stamina and, um, and getting thrown into leads and stuff like that. Cause I remember I played Sandy in Greece when I was a sophomore in high school. And I, at that point had only been performing quote unquote for two years and I was not ready, but somebody trusted me and was like, you're going to do this. And I literally took a deep breath. and was like, okay. And yeah, the rest just kind of took off from there. And I think it was about, um, Oh, probably junior year, whenever you decide. And I looked at my parents and was like, okay, I want to do musical theater for a profession. And I have two absolutely amazing parents who both kind of followed their passions in life. So I'm very fortunate to have two parents that really understand going after what you want and what you believe in and what you, what you love. And, um, 
my mom, my mom does the exercise fitness world. And then my dad, obviously with, with coaching, they just, they just really understood. And they didn't even bat an eye. They were like, okay, what do we got to do? What do we got to do to get you into a musical theater program? Um, so then, you know, so then senior year, it's like any of the other kids I auditioned for like 15 schools and it was crazy. And I was never in school and, um, still having that fire though, still knowing that this was what I wanted to do. Um, and then it just, you know, cards fell where they lay and TCU just seemed like the right fit at the end of the day. And I, <laughs> Harry Parker is going to kill me, but I literally chose May 1st. <laughs> like I waited till the very last and, and they were so great because I just remember going over my spring break and watching, you know, watching the musical theater classes and the acting classes and meeting all the professors and everyone. And, and I just, and I, I knew, I knew that that was the school that I was going to choose. Um, but I had a couple more schools to look at after, after I toured TCU. So I was like, I, I, I don't know, but I knew, I just knew. And lucky for me, um, I fell in love as I'm sure you did too with TCU. It's just, there is something so special when the water over there. <laughs> and, um, I feel, I feel really fortunate to, um, to have gone to a school where I feel like I am so prepared with my craft, but I'm also so prepared as a human being. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so my family was thinking that it was the most hilarious thing in the world when I called everyone and was like, I'm going to be a horn frog. And they were like, yeah, of course you are. And then I get all these emails of me as a baby and like TCU garb. <laughs> and um, so, so yeah. So then, um, you know, did, did, did the BSA thing for four years. And then I so fortunately got picked up by our senior showcase. And um, I always wanted to go to New York. I've always felt drawn to the city. Like, so many of us have some like you and Sophie and um yeah so just cards fell where they lay and I got there and but now I'm glad <laughs> it's been working but um I guess that's the, I guess that's the dream <laughs> yeah and so I, I moved yeah I did some theater after I graduated last year and then I moved up in September and then I booked this job in November <laughs> so it was pretty pretty crazy um and um, I miss it, but it's also it's also nice. Um, this job is letting me see the world and to see places that I've never been able to before. Um, but yeah, but you know, my sister always has to be like, "You have to tell everybody that I got you into the theater." <laughs> and so this is my homage to my sister. Um, but sure you know, like she doesn't do theater anymore. But she, yes, <laughs> but she's she's not involved with theater anymore. She's in school. Um, studying fashion merchandising but she again like my family she is my number one cheerleader and loves coming to see all of the shows and because she still she still loves the theater herself but um but yeah that's that's pretty much me <laughs> yeah so i definitely want to come back around full circle to the cruise because i feel like that's an interesting angle to talk about but oh I, <laughs> pretty pretty interesting <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to go back uh, a little bit to when you said that uh you know, you you were overcoming stage fright. You were overcoming obstacles mm -hmm. to get to theater. How did you overcome those things? Did it just happen overnight? And you were like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. I want to do theater. Or was it kind of a process for you? It was definitely a process. Because I just remember, I just remember sitting in that theater, watching that, that recital. 
I mean, at fourth grade and then not really doing anything about it until about seventh grade. So I had just like three or four years of me literally talking myself into auditioning for something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, but it was just something. And like, I even remember um, before I auditioned for high school musical (laughs) when she booked she booked the bed for ensemble brainiac um i just remember trying to go to another audition that was that was i think a year before that show and working with a vocal coach and standing outside the door and just not being able to do it i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know i was i'm the oldest i'm the firstborn and i don't know my mom always said it just took a lot out of me to um is kind of like be personable and be open. And um, so I don't, I don't, I think it, I, I, I do credit to one of my very, very best friends in this whole entire world who's back in Athens and has nothing to do with the theater. And I love her for it. And, um, but she, she's always been such a light and always such like an outgoing human. And I became friends with her in middle school. And I, and I, I just think it was a culmination of me truly maturing and being older and being like, stop it. You're being a baby. Like, you know, you want to do this, like, just go do it. And then my friend also kind of, um, showing me that it's okay to be, be out of your shell and it's okay to, um, I don't know, be loud and proud, (laughs) not saying that I'm loud, but like, you know, you know what I mean? (laughs) But, um, but yeah, it it was definitely three or four years of of literally talking myself up in my room, like belting wicked in my room, but being like, Oh, Jackie, what are you doing? And and just, it was this weird, like inner conflict thing. I don't know why it took me so long, but it did. And, you know, I don't, I don't regret anything because I think, I think somebody, a teacher told me this one day and they were like, you, you have such a fire for this, but I think it's because like, you haven't been doing this since you were two. Like you've been doing this since you were, you were like a, like a quote unquote, like coming of age, like functioning (laughs) kind of adults. And, um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I still, I still feel that, that fire in the pit of my stomach anytime that I'm about to perform that I did when I was in middle school, like starting out all of this. So um, I don't know. It's just something that like, I've really had to get over, but I'm glad I did because now, you know, there was no looking back. And now it's, a, it's, now it's so silly to think about how there was one day in my life where, where I really was like, so afraid to just like, let myself be myself in front of people. And now I do it in front of like so many people a night. Like, it's just crazy. Um, so yeah, so that's, 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 that was that kind of process. Just a whole lot of years of just, self-talking myself up to it and of course my mom (laughs) yeah it sounds like you had a lot of uh, cheerleaders along the way do you think that this is something that you would have gone through if you didn't have all these people pushing you to do it you know I I would like to believe that I would have still because I truly think that this was this is my path in life and that I would have found it regardless but I I do think I do think I wouldn't have had the confidence maybe I, uh, that I had like entering the theater if I didn't have, you know, like my big support group of my parents and my family. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that that would have been different if they weren't. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's a really good question um, that I've never even thought about that if my parents weren't as supportive as they, <laughs> as they've been, would I be here? And I think the answer is no. Like, I, I think the answer is really no. 
So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, very fortunate. Very fortunate to have those two. <laughs> Most definitely. They sound like great people. To get back to the cruise that you're on now, uh, what does what does your schedule look like? Do you so you spend like a week of time out on the ocean and come back to port? What does that look like? Well, it's it's kind of I'm still trying to um get my quote unquote sea legs, but I'm bumped. Yeah. <laughs> and I <laughs> I obviously I'm new to the cruise life. I've never been on a cruise before and I've never, obviously I've never worked on a cruise before. This is my first time. And so I'm still trying to figure it out. So right now it's, we're kind of in a seven day cruise lull and there can be different lengths of cruises. Um, there can be three day cruises or four day or five day or nine day, or we do one coming up in the fall where it's like, I think a 14 day cruise. Like it's crazy. And, um, but right now it's look, it's our, our set schedule is pretty much, we have a seven day cruise from Monday to Monday and we're in port or we're on land for four out of the seven days. Right now, my, my schedule, it's crazy. I do work every single day, um, which has had a lot of adjustments, you know, but it's, it's, they're not like terrible long nine to five hours of working every day, but it is, I am on duty every day. Like, yeah, we start, we start every Monday right now in Vancouver and our, our duties as we, so what they call us here is they're, they were the main stage, I guess, cast. Cause we also have a cast of character performers who are, you know, friends with Mickey Mouse and all of that. And that's not what we do on main stage. We do strictly, um, we do strictly the shows in the theater. And um, so what we do is we basically every Monday, we go through a drill <laughs> with the guests with my, um, with my little megaphone. And then I have two um, opening cruises shows. Um, so we do kind of like a welcome aboard show for the guests. And, you know, it's this big old like be our guest table lumiere and all with all the food flying everywhere um so we do that and then um we have another we have a we have a show uh the next day we we do two shows a day um and then if when we're not on a seven day itinerary if it's anything less than three or if it's, if it's anything less than the seven day we'll do three shows a day something about <laughs> something about just making sure that the guests can always have an option kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, so so basically we'll we'll do two shows on Tuesday, Wednesday, and we don't have a show, but I do um I do I'm like the host of, you know, this extravagant tea party that all these little girls can go to. My late my name is Lady Chamomile. Here it is. That's fun. <laughs> Thank you, Disney. <laughs> it is. It is fun. Um she has no idea, but I actually saw another horn frog i didn't see her but i alex marshall her oh, okay. mom and her sister were on the disney wonder a couple weeks ago and they came to this tea party and i had to discreetly be like be like hello like i know you but but i can't i can't tell you i'm jackie right now so we so we have we have days like that like sea days are pretty much full of um character meet and greet so sometimes we have to go be um be kind of a greeter or be a help to the characters who are out roaming around the ship because we don't want, you know, we don't want any um, children hurting, hurting our friends inside the costumes and everything. So that's what we do when we don't have shows. And then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we are in port and we're, we're in, we're in a different location in Alaska. So the guests will go do their thing and then we'll have shows at night. 
And, um, and then we'll have, you know, then we'll have Saturdays off and then we'll come back around and do another show on Sunday and then it's Monday again. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty, you gotta be flexible because we also get, we get daily schedules the night before. So it's kind of like, and because there's no Wi-Fi, it's, or there's no internet because we're out at sea. We, we literally do like an old school, like call board of like, everything is like through paper and it's so crazy. I'm like, where are we right now? Like, is this real life? <laughs> and the answer is no, but you know what? They have a great system here and clearly Disney Cruise Lines have been around for so long and they take really good care of us making sure that we don't we don't go over over and over a, like a too crazy amount of hours every week so so we're looked after um but it's i'm enjoying it so far it's um i i haven't got to see too many parts but our itineraries we started in florida and then we went through um the panama canal and we were the first cruise ship to go through the locks of the Panama Canal. And I had no, I had no idea until my dad called me. It was like, you were on the news. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and so then we, we went through the Panama Canal. Then we went up through California on the West coast. And now we're settling up here in Alaska. And then at the end of September, we'll do the same thing again. We'll go down California through Panama Canal to get back to um, the Bahamas. And then we'll all finish out my contract in the Bahamas, um, in the Caribbean. And then I'm, and then I'm off December 8th. So it's a whole year devoted to Disney. <laughs> so w- was there any trepidation about taking this job? Were you worried about your relationships back home? And if there was, how did you overcome that? Yeah. So obviously I, I got it and there was kind of no question towards me taking it kind of thing. And you know, I did, I, I thought about it hard, but at the end of the day, um, I'm a Christian and I was praying really hard when I was in New York in the fall. First getting there, I just had two big old prayers. Um, one was, I know that I, I knew that I'm supposed to be in New York, but like a lot of us, New York is so expensive and I I just needed something. I needed some cushion um, being out of school and kind of fending for yourself. I was just like, this is crazy. And I was, and I didn't, and I didn't want to have to ask for help and I didn't want to. And I ended up needing to within only a couple months of going to New York. And I was just like, I need, I need some stability here because I know I'm supposed to be here. I just don't know how. I just don't know. I don't know. The three, my three part time jobs can only do so much. And, XYZ and, you know, fill in the rest of the actor struggle. But, um, but then my, also my, my other big prayer was, um, I, I, I needed to, I needed to, I needed an outlet in my life that was not just the theater and I needed it to be a, centered towards other people. Um, cause I think like a lot of actors and a lot of performers, we, we get stuck in this rut of auditioning and it's not a rut but we 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 get we get stuck of just you know constantly being like oh my book has to be prepared i i don't i don't like this audition dress anymore like i you know like constantly thinking about how to better yourself which is which is what we need to do since our when since our bodies and like our ourselves are you know our business but at the same time i was like i just need to focus this energy somewhere else like i i truly feel like i need to be in some part of of 
of service in some way. And I was just struggling in New York trying to figure out where that puzzle piece was. And this is this job because somebody was listening because when we're not performing, we are, we are basically helping out the guests at all times and putting all the energy into the guests. And um, I'm really thankful for that. Um, but with that being said, there, you know, there was, there was a lot of anxiety with them um, having this job because I've never, I've never done a tour like Sophie. I've never done something for a very long time. The longest contract that I've ever done was three months. And so I was like, how am I going to do 10 months, 10 months away from everyone ha- having a new company of people to come into being in, cause we, re- we rehearsed in um, Disney Cruise Lines rehearses in Canada for almost three months. So we learned all the shows, all of the enhancements, all of the anything that we were going to do on the boat. We learned it in Toronto at these rehearsal studios. And so I was like, I'm going to be in Canada and then I'm going to be on a boat. Um, I just moved to New York. Like, what the heck? I thought I thought making connections was what you're supposed to do. And now I'm now I'm leaving. So that that was a big mental thing to get over. Um, But at the end of the day, I, 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 I knew saying yes was the right thing to do with this job. And I, obviously I'm so, I'm so thrilled to be working for them and I'm so thrilled to be singing the songs that I get to sing every night and stuff. Um, it, it, but there was, there was a lot of thought that went into this, um, just being away from everybody. It's like, it's, it's, it's so crazy. Every time I talk to somebody, I'm always like, catch me up. What did I miss? Cause you know, social media is not a huge thing. I just, for the first time got on Facebook yesterday for the longest time, but it's, so it's, it's, it is a little weird. Um, we have a funny thing in the cast. We're like, we have to get off every port to breathe fresh air and to make sure that like, we're not falling into the ship life. Cause it's real. It's truly real and scary. So every time we're in port, we, we, we try to, we try to make sure that we, we eat a big old hamburger or something. And we talk to somebody that we love just to reiterate that like, this is real life and you're here to do your job. And that's that. But yeah, so a lot of, a lot of thought went into this job, but there were too many, there were too many pros. There were the the pros outweighed the cons and um, the financial stability that's going to come with this job is going to be really, really fortunate. And I just, and, and I talked to our good friend, Zach Gavitt, another fellow for Frog who have, who have done the, who have done the cruise ships too. And he was like, Hey, like if you, if you aren't tied down to anybody or anything, like go, go take a year of your life, make a lot of money, make people happy, do what you love to do. And New York will always be there. And I was like, you're right, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so yeah, so the rest is history. So they auto- immediately said yes. And, um, yeah, we're just being friends with Ariel for the time being. <laughs> for somebody who is maybe in your situation right now, they, they're in New York. Maybe they're having financial struggles. They're offered a cruise, but maybe they're a little worried about taking the job. What advice would you give that person? The advice that I would give would probably, I would probably look at that person and say, what have you got to lose kind of thing. Um, I, I do think, I do think what Zach said and, you know, what, what I'm kind of adopting is New York will always be there. And you have to remain positive and confident that doors will open from any door that you go through. And that, that is an advice from, from sweet Horn Frog faculty staff member, Penny Ann Moss, extraordinaire. 
that any, any door that you open will lead to more doors. And I really believe that. And I definitely think when I was assessing taking this job that, you know what, it, at the end of the day, this is going to be hard work, but it is, it's door opening. So if anybody is ever worried about turning down a job, I think work leads to more work. So always be confident that this is where you're supposed to be right now. And 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 there may there may be a door opening very soon after you do it or very or or not soon. But I just I get I guarantee that this is a good step for anybody that needs a little cushion, but also is really fulfilled in the theater. So just, you know, just always um, always listening to your gut, I think, is also a really good thing, um, because I, I know people that I. I, I think have have turned down cruise contracts and maybe they haven't been for them. Like that's amazing. Um, but just always listening to your gut. And I think work leads to more work is the two biggest things about, about the cruise that I would, I would bestow upon anyone. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great advice. So I asked you to think of a show that was inspirational to you and you said Sunday in the park with George. So two things. Can you give me uh can you give me a brief synopsis of the show and then why when I said inspirational did you think of this show? Oh yes, of course. Sunday in the Park with George is a musical by Stephen Sondheim and James Lapine. And it was nominated for the nineteen eighty four um best musical and all that jazz and thank you mt history harry parker <laughs> and and um it's about the painter george surratt who painted the very famous park painting oh my gosh i am so That's sorry fine. everybody is we're calling live. me right now I just, <laughs> we're live yeah we are so live that is called that is for the viewers at home that is called my cabin phone <laughs> where Landline. we all have one and it it's way oh yes a landline for sure so it always wakes me up um anyway okay I will call them back later anyway so <laughs> it's about um the painter the painter of the famous you know um I can't think of the actual name now that I'm trying to explain it but um he's the painter of the very famous French painting of the the, the island where all of the all of the patrons and all of the all the people are standing out on the lake. And the first act basically takes you through his his mind and his relationship and um, the people that are involved in the painting and kind of his mind and his interworkings. And then act two, we fast forward many years and the same actor who plays George, Mandy Patinkin in the original production, we, we meet his great grandson and we kind of discover some things about George and the things about him in act two. And I just think it's brilliant. And it's, I just think it is brilliant. If you are an artist or an actor, like watching this musical, because I just, I just saw the revival or quote unquote revival that they did with Jake Gyllenhaal and Annalie Ashford. And it's just such a beautiful commentary of trying to balance your life with, with your art and your passion. Kind of like this, it's, uh, like a non, like a like a fictional story of the painter George Seurat, but it's also this 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 new um. It's not it's not new, but it's 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 just this musical that is I I just think is pretty brilliant, and I just thought 
when you said inspirational musical, I was like, well, I love some Sondheim. So let's go there first. And this was the first one that popped out of my head. We say, well, it's funny. I didn't know the show until I got to TCU and my freshman year, um, I, I was, I was, we were doing the last like advanced musical theater lab showcase and all four of the grades sang Sunday um, the very like one of the very famous songs from the from the show. I just remember being a freshman and just having this like these big old eyes and just singing it with all of you know all of the grades older than me and this song having such such an impact. And then coming to New York and having this having Sunday in the Park with George be one of the first shows that I saw in living in New York, I all of a sudden got so emotional seeing the show live for the first time because, you know, after, after we did that song in, in T-Lab, I like YouTubed it and I, and I watched the whole original production with Mandy Patinkin, Bernadette Peters. And I was just like, this is it for me. I just think Sondheim is so brilliant. And in the relationship between the characters and the painting and how act two is in the future, but then we go back to the, back to the past and it's, it's, it's so beautiful. And um, yeah, sitting, sitting in that theater, hearing Jake Gyllenhaal and Annalie Ashford really deliver such a clear message with the show. um, And just really, really discovering what the, what the core of the show is about. It's, it's one that it's one that really gets me. And I think one of it is the music, obviously, like I just I love to listen to it. But I just think the songs are so smart. And I'm such a sap. I would much I love I love laughing with the best of them. And I love um, I love comedies and musical comedy. And but this show is is very emotional. And it's very it's very um, the characters have to choose a lot of like which I mean, like like most characters, but you know, choosing which which path they're going to go on. And nine times out of ten, the the path, especially in the first act with the characters of George and Dot, it's not a it's not a it's not a happy ending. And it's and it really touches me just from someone that like feels heavily. I just I always listen to those songs, especially um the his big song in Act One, um finishing the hat. That that literal battle he has of knowing that like he's left this woman that's gonna stand with him through everything, but he has to finish his art, and like but he has to finish his his you know his passion, and so at the end of the day he's like he's choosing his passion over, you know, his relationship and things that matter. And I, and I just think that resonates with us as actors because it's like, we, we love what, Oh my gosh, here we go again, Kevin. Um, we love what we do for sure. But it's, it's, it's also testing because, you know, we have relationships that, you know, that we need to cater to as well, but we, we love our art. (laughs) Well, it's definitely a great Sondheim show and a very inspirational show. So if you haven't listened to it and you're listening now, I would recommend listening to it. Uh, but I want to thank you for, for coming on, Jackie. Again, it means so much to me. And, and I love learning all those little fun facts about you that I didn't know before. And I hope the people listening did as well. And if anyone wants to go on a cruise, of course, check out the, the Disney yeah. Cruise Lines. And uh, you see my friend Jackie. Yes, just send me a send me a text or anything i'm willing to help out anybody (laughs) all right great well thank you again i'll be in touch you have a great day oh thanks bye matt nice talking to you
Thanks again for listening to the ninth episode of The Ghost Light. Next week, I chat with Kevin Frolix and Patrick J. Riley. They wrote a musical called The Great Frontier, a poorly researched musical about Lewis and Clark, and funded a Kickstarter campaign for it so they could put it on here at New York Theater Festival. See you next time at The Ghost Light. Thank you.